black back and hitting much harder than before. Episode 41 of the Black News Network. We're going to see how far this 30 minutes takes us. I've got a script in front of me, but personally I thought, well, there's not enough on it. And then for most of today... Uh, I won't date it. I'm going to date this episode as Friday the 8th of October because that's when it will go up, but I've pre-taped it. It's not Friday today, but you get my meaning. Anyway, this is the Black News Network. I'm going to do this in one take. Uh, this is Lazarus Hadley, and I've got a few things to talk about. And what I'm going to talk about wasn't even originally what I was going to talk about. So here we go. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to start uh, differently today because while I'm back, it's been, we took four weeks off, we got to episode 40 and I decided I've done this for a year, I've been churning out content and we'll get back to that because we've got things to talk about regarding content and we're going to talk about Aussie media as well because that came up and that's not even on the script because I didn't even get that far when I was writing this but let's talk about let's get to let's get to what I'm going to talk about first and that's David Chappelle's The Closer which is his last stand-up offering for Netflix in his contract and it's the final one he's doing for the time being and uh it's currently being attacked by the gay and trans community uh, because they're saying, oh, he's making anti-gay and anti-LSB, what is it, LSBTQ, uh, have I got that right, LSBTQ, uh, LSBTQ plus, <laughs> you got to remember all of the, the, the letters, community and he's not he's not he's not criticizing the trans community at all he was talking about because i've watched it unlike some people who haven't it's on netflix currently and he spoke about the baby the rapper and the baby got into trouble obviously because of his anti-gay asides i didn't i've not re- never ever read the quotes but i knew he'd said something anti-gay and derogatory and he got into trouble for it which is fine and which is right but also it kind of nearly ended his career i'm not a fan of the babies i don't listen to his music but here's the thing the rapper the baby shot and killed a black man in walmart when he shot and killed the black man in Walmart, he didn't get it really get into any trouble. It didn't affect his career. His career went on. Uh, but his career is now in jeopardy because of his anti-gay and trans uh, comments. So what uh, Dave Chappelle was basically observing, and I agree with, so I'm going to get into trouble here as well. He's basically saying that the baby can kill a black man and the black life basically doesn't matter, which is actually true. Uh, you are more worked up about his anti-gay comments, he upset a community, than him actually killing a black man. So yet again, black lives does not matter, because a black life doesn't matter. And I'm going to do a, a kind of an aside, and this, and this will get us into trouble here. Uh, a few... A few diligent black journalists uh, went digging, did a freedom of information, 
uh, they were trying to find out, this is in the UK, by the way, how many black people have mysteriously died in police custody? The police told us officially, we've not got the stats from before twenty, before 2000, so we can only go back 20 years. Well, somebody found the stats, and we went all the way back to 1990. No help from the police, because they were pretending they didn't have the stats. And here's the thing. This could be disputed. I don't know if it's true. I've used the number myself. But in the last 30 years, 3,000, 300, and 30-plus black people have died mysteriously in police custody. And there's only been one prosecution. And that was Daly and Atkinson one. So that doesn't count in the stats, because that was recent. So, you go to February... And poor Sarah Everard gets murdered by Wayne Cousins. And you've got the media telling us that uh, the the public don't trust the police. So where were the media and where were the rest of you when 3,330 black people were murdered in police custody? Did you trust the police then? Or were you the people that were on Facebook telling me that blue lives matter? A blue lives are uniform. So you now don't trust the police. So you've had, over the weekend, the black community have been quiet. They've just given you the side eye. So the 3,300 black people that died didn't matter. So I could, be, I could basically be the British version of Dave Chappelle saying what I've just said. And here's the thing. The problem we have now is that the lobbies are stronger than the debate. What the trans community and what other communities are doing is shutting down debate. You're all coming across as, oh, we're poor, we're put upon, we're victimised, but you're shutting down debate. Dave Chappelle is not anti-trans, never has been. He's made an observation. And guess what you want to do? They're already lobbying to try and force Netflix to remove the show. You're shutting down debate. It's as simple as that. And yet again, black lives don't matter. The black life doesn't matter because the point, what he said was, I agree with 100%. The baby murdered a black man and that didn't bother you. That didn't bother his fans. That didn't bother the industry. But he says something anti-gay and you're more concerned he's hurt a community's feelings. He hasn't killed anybody when he's made those remarks. But he did kill somebody literally. And that didn't bother you. Like it didn't bother you that the police in this country have killed over 3,300 black people in custody and none of you have given a rat's ass. So what does that say? That says how powerful a lobby is because you still don't care about black lives. And that leads me to something else I wasn't going to talk about. I was going to talk about this in the blog, which I probably will do over the weekend. The Netflix show again, The Squid Games. What the Squid Games reminded me of was the 3,300 black people murdered because the black community, to me, are the Squid Games. This is Lesbro Hanley, and this is the Black News Network, and we are back. This week... uh, I read a brilliant piece, an essay, in fact, by Lauren Williams. She is the CEO 
and co-founder of Capital B, a non-profit news organisation reporting for black communities that will begin operating next year. She's the former editor-in-chief of Fox. V-O-X, not Fox as in Fox. V-O-X as in V for Victor. Anyway, she was talking in this essay. It's a brilliant essay. Go to New York Times or even go on the Black Hand uh, Media page, BK Mark II, uh, on Twitter, Handley40. Aussie shows that Serious black media needs a new business model. And it was about Aussie Media, a guy called Carlos Watson. A company Aussie Media, he co-founded. And it's one of the few black media companies that got lots and lots of money from investors, angel investors, whatever, and the industry. And usually, as uh, Lauren will tell you, and I can tell you, uh, if you're a black media entity, usually a not-for-profit or a social enterprise because we don't get the funding. We don't get the funding that, say, a white-run media company gets, and we have the problems. But here's the crux of what, what was happening in the essay. In the essay, she, she touched upon something that happened for the past 12 months when we were, when we were putting together the, the, the Black News Network. And it was when you create content and you put it up on YouTube, YouTube would restrict any content from black creatives who talked about social justice. And last year it came out in April. It came out in April 2021 where we found out uh, that uh, Alphabet, though, Google, YouTube, uh, they're advertisers as well. And this is generally, this is across the board on social media. They block certain words. So if you're putting up content which which says, I don't know, which which there's words say black people, then the advertisers will block that article or won't monetize or put their ads around that article. Well, what YouTube were basically doing, if you were a black creative, for instance, the Black News Network, any video you put up, you get a, a message via email saying that uh, you've broken community guidelines. To be honest, the only community guidelines you broke was the colour of your skin. Because I did, I did a a test. I have another channel. Uh, it's called Backhand TV on YouTube. So I put the video on both. The video on the same video. And the video on Backhand TV, fine. No no problems with it. The video on, on Black News Network, restricted. Anything that was put on the Black News Network YouTube channel was restricted every time. Imagine creating content for an entire year, not being able to monetize it. How are you going to make money? But here's the thing. YouTuber... Uh, I've teamed up with some of the black creatives and they're doing documentaries. I'll talk about the Outsiders Network next week. I'm not going to talk about it this week because my main focus is on Google and YouTube and their racist attitude towards the black creatives. So for the last year, here's me thinking I'm going mad. What am I doing wrong? I'm doing nothing wrong. The only thing I'm wrong is I'm in the wrong skin. So any black creative 
that was having their videos restricted was because of the color of your skin. It wasn't to do with you breaking community guidelines. Anything to do with black social justice, YouTube felt toxic. That's the problem when you're black media creatives, because these brands will always, when something like a George Floyd happens, they all want to get on the, a black brand and look like they're right on and on message. But they don't want to sponsor a black brand because they're worried about the implications of uh, infesting or being associated with a black brand because, you know what I mean, black. Oh, you know what I mean, knife crime, anything like that. Anything negative. Where if they were with a white company, anything negative is negative. It doesn't really matter. They can still make money. But if, if you're linked with a black brand that... that uh, doesn't not get gets into trouble so much, but it's linked with something street, shall we say? <laughs> then they don't want to be associated with that. And that's their prerogative, but that's also blatant racism. So it's bad enough when you're a black media creative trying to earn money legitimately, and then you find out that the advertisers are blocking words like black people. So when you're putting your little blog up there and hoping people will advertise around it, but their advertisers have got blocked words saying the words black people are the words that are banned. You know what I mean? They've got a list of words words that are banned from being monetized and you're going to have a problem because if you're a black media organization, then what are you going to say? You can't use the word black. So there you have it. So YouTube have won the racist of the year award. Congratulations. Should I uh, pay for a little model and send it to uh, Alphabet? <laughs> so congratulations to YouTube of the nigger haters of the year. Hey, I said it. This is late night. This is Lesbro Hamley. This is Black News Network. Black and back. So... As black media creatives, what can we say? We have to do it the hard way. That's why when I do this, I don't do this for an income. I'm not sitting here. This isn't my main income driver. I'm not doing content and hoping for for revenue because I'd starve to death. This is just, for me, this is a hobby. And it always will be a hobby because what I don't like is hypocrisy. And this month, it's it's uh, Black History Month, and you'll get the and you get the companies doing a little write-on nonsense. Oh, we 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 sponsor and support uh, diversity. It's rubbish. You do it once a year. Uh, ITV with a little program. You do it once a year. Uh, Black to Front Channel Four tokenism. I'm sorry, it is. You do it all year round, or or it's just BS. You don't do it all year round. It's BS. It's as simple as. Uh, don't get me wrong, but the bottom line is, and I can say it and I'll say it here, at the end of the day, a lot of black people got work in the media because George Floyd died. It's as simple as that. If he hunted, if he hunter died, a few of you wouldn't be even in work. Hey, I'll say it. I don't care. But I wasn't one of these people. I've been doing this, what, nearly 40 years? So yeah, I could have done the wrapped myself in the, in the George Floyd stuff and, and jumped on the bandwagon. But you know what? I don't chase dead bodies. It's as simple as. Some of us got a bit of integrity. I'm not. I'm not criticizing people that did get work, 
that's your choice. Everybody has their own choice. I'm not judging anybody. But I've been here nearly four decades now. So for me, I'm at the tail end of the of my media career and the media work I do. So for me, I'm not chasing I'm not chasing the mainstream ambulance. So for me, this is this is this is it. And I've said this in the past. I will furrow my little media little garden. And I'm happy enough. I'm at peace with myself, if I'm honest. I'm not chasing the work with certain companies because I've dealt with these companies in the past. And uh, and that was the funny thing, because I talked about this in episode 40. And I talked about Channel 4 telling me certain people were not mainstream enough. And then when George Floyd got shot, those people they told me were not mainstream enough were commissioned to do stuff for Channel 4. Funny that hypocrisy somebody has to die to get work well i don't want to be standing at that funeral it's as simple as that i'm not i'm not chasing coffins and i'm not chasing ambulances to get media work i'm not, I'm not being pious or or oh i'm above it i just don't care anymore i'm too old for nonsense i'm not one of these that needs to play the game and I'm not one of these trying to be cool and hip and being outspoken and outrageous. What you hear is what you've always got from me. You've got the uncut truth. I've never deviated. I've never changed. I've always said what I said and mean what meant what I've said. And I'm never. And my message, and anyone that knows me knows my message for the last 37 years has been consistent. So there you go. I don't, I don't need to sell out or Uncle Tom or step and fetch. Because, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm at peace, basically. <laughs> this is how we're rolling. <laughs> anyway, I've got that off my chest. Anyway, let's move on. Halfway through. Let's get back to the script. Anyway, this is about News Network. This is Leisure Handley. While we were away, Arf Kelly got convicted. Um, uh, was the was it nine counts? There was racketeering and all kinds of charges. With racketeering, that means you're like uh, trafficking people over state lines. So that's like sex trafficking. Anyway, what upset me, not about the conviction so much, because we knew while Kelly was at it. I mean, anybody that marries a 15-year-old because he thinks she's pregnant and he might be charged with statutory rape. That's a Leah. He's a wrong'un. You know he's a wrong'un. But when, when he's making lots of money for the music industry, everybody turns a blind eye. The thing that upset me most was some of the black artists. I mean, like Chuck D. I'm a big fan of Chuck D. He follows me on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. But I was disappointed with people like Chuck D coming out defending. And Bill Cosby's lawyer. Bill Cosby's lawyer needs to off, man. Bill Cosby got off on a technicality. So let's not go there with him. Uh, People defending R. Kelly. He's been at it for 30 years. So... The law finally caught up with him. Yes, he may have been abused as a child, but that's no excuse to be abusing people for 30 years. So, no. And what really annoys me is how the community and the world treat black women. I mean, a black woman can get murdered here, America, whatever. Nobody cares. I mean, it's not like uh, Sarah Everard. She got got murdered 
bang, you know what I mean? Things started changing. Black woman, two black sisters get murdered. <laughs> what did the police do? Take selfies and send it to their WhatsApp group. So black women seem to be treated with so with so little dignity from the entire world, let alone their own community. And that's that's what worries me. When you're coming out defending a serial rapist and sex trafficker and forgetting that all these black women and men, there was a couple of men as well, that have been abused, then there's something wrong when you're defending the guy that perpetrated it. It doesn't matter whether he was abused. There's been people that have been abused and they've not gone on and, 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 and then gone on and sex trafficked women for three decades. People make their own choice. You have a choice in life. You can do right, you can do wrong, you can go left, you can go right. You can go stand the middle or sick and sack. Everybody has a choice. Everybody has some kind of free will. Well, I suppose, unless you're being trafficked and you haven't got free will. So that's what I'm trying to say. And he had the money and he's just a perv. And when I've met my now estranged wife, we had a conversation I said, who's your best, who's your favourite singer at the moment? Male, male singer. And she goes, Ronan Keaton. This was 24 years ago. And uh, I said to her, my favourite singer at the minute was R. Kelly, but he has a problem with young girls. And I said that 24 years ago. So all these people defending him, saying, oh, they convicted him because of race, are talking rubbish. He's a wrong one. He's dodgy. He's been dodgy. Don't get me wrong. I like his music. I'll be the hypocrite. I'll play his music. But he's always been dodgy. And it caught up with him. It's as simple as that. And people defending him. I'm sitting there gobsmacked because he's abused all these people and you're defending uh, the abuser. And it seems to be the world we live in. Somebody can commit a heinous crime and people have sympathy with the person that actually committed the crime and not the victim. The world we've turned into, I don't know. I've got no answer for it. But that's my that's my point of view. That's my black to reality point of view for the Black News Network. So that's very handy people. We're still rolling and we're still on on the uncut tip. Something I need to get off my chest, and this is the eternal racism point. It really bugs me at the minute with racist white people. They always say this, and they go to the ad companies or the TV industry. Why? Uh, the reason blacks shouldn't be on the TV is, is this. is because blacks make up 7% of the country, so they shouldn't be on adverts or on TV because they don't represent us. Here's the thing, white people. Get a pen and paper and take note. When somebody's doing an advert or a media job or a TV presenting role, say Alex Scott or another black person, we're not representing you. They're doing a job. It's a job of work. Whether, whether they're on TV, doing an Argos advert, doing a McDonald's advert or cleaning toilets, they're doing a job. They're not representing you. It's not the Eurovision Song Contest. They're not representing Great Britain. They're doing a job. So if you can't face seeing black people on TV, then turn the TV off. Turn over when you see a black face, because that's, that's the best it's going to get, I'm afraid. 
We don't represent you or anybody else. They're doing a job of work. It's a job. It's not we're representing the UK in the Eurovision Song Contest. It's a job. So because you're racist and you don't like black people, that's your problem. But they're doing a job of work and they're not representing you. So whether we make up 7% or 2%, they're doing a job of work. So if you don't like the advert, turn it over. Or don't look at the advert. Close your eyes when you see a black face on the TV. But some of you racists need to get over yourselves. Load of Karens. This is Lesroy Handy, people. Black News Network. <laughs> Finally got that one off my chest. <laughs> anyway, where are we? Whew. <laughs> Black to Front. Uh, I didn't watch much of Black to Front. Uh, I didn't. I was going to watch the. Uh, was it No Apology, the Black Show? Until I saw a clip where the women that were the hosts slapped down this black guy because they were talking about colorism, and he was talking about how his colorism. He had a problem with colorism. They didn't want to know. They were like, "Oh no, just black women. We're not talking about your experience." So that was me like, and that's the problem at the minute with the the black media women. A lot of black media women are so anti-black male. And here's me, just a minute ago, I was defending black women, which I will always do, because I was born of a black woman. But uh, the current black females, I've noticed, are so anti-black male. And I don't know, I always get the feeling when I'm reading their stuff that they think colorism only affects them. But colorism, as the guy says, as the man says, colorism affects black men. You know what I mean? Uh, it affects them mainly when they are targeted as, like, sexual objects. I could go into it, but I'm not going to go into it too deep here. It's not the platform for a debate on colorism and black men and colorism, but, yeah. And he wanted to tell his story, and they shut him down. And it's like, so no apology for me was like, I saw the clip and I thought, you know what, I was going to go and watch it on the all four. When I saw the black women shut the black guy down, I'm like, mate, no. Black men need their own show. And uh, <laughs> that's that wasn't it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. There just seems to be a, a separation on, on Twitter between black women and black men. And the colorism issue is separated between black men and black women as well. And uh, I've noticed with some black women in colorism, one minute they're complaining about colorism, i.e., the lighter black women get the work. But then if somebody dies, say somebody gets murdered and they're, and they're mixed race, they'll go, oh, well, they weren't fully black anyway. So that's colorism as well. So I've blocked black women for saying stuff like that. I, it doesn't matter if you're mixed race or not. To me, you're still black. I don't get that. That's just like, you're already being hated by white people. Why would you hate other black people? Because they've got lighter skin. I can never understand that. And no one ever talks about that. They all go, oh, the lighter sisters get in the work and get in the men. And, and I'm like, is that what you're thinking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're all black. Whether we're light black or dark black, we're black. And you shouldn't, oh, yeah, because, yeah, and it is true. You do see in the media that the lighter skinned sisters get the work. It's always been like that. Or if you see a, a recording artist who's quite black, you see the record 
in the old days when when there was vinyl on the record album covers, they'd lighten the skin. And they do that in magazines, and they've always done that. So, yeah, that kind of thing happens, and that's a, a bigger debate for another time, possibly. So, yeah, that's the, that, that was the thing that bugged me. Uh, the other thing that surprised me was uh, The Big Breakfast with Mo Gillum. Uh, that got quite low ratings. I don't know what the consolidated number was, but it only did, like, 45,000 viewers. So, across the day... The average was 400,000 for Channel 4. Usually on a Friday, the average is like 600,000. So it was down, but it was 16% more of the black community watched it than watched the channel for many years. So it did big numbers in the black community. It made me laugh how some people were complaining, oh, we've got to report Ofcom. They're only showing black people. That was quite funny. Uh, I didn't watch much of it. I watched The Big Breakfast. I watched uh, Lunchbox. A pack lunch, sorry, with uh, Mel B, because pack lunch was the show I pitched for and didn't get. So I was more seeing how they'd, they'd do it. It was just the, the same same show, just with a black presenter. Mel B was good. I like Mel B anyway. But that, it was no different. It, it, it was nothing like the show I would have done. <laughs> so another time. So and that's about it, really. We got there. And I think that's it, people. I'm done. So we're back, episode 41. I need to go away now and write a blog about the Squid Games and how I think that's the black community. And this has been Lesroy Hanley. And this has been episode 41 of the Black News Network. I'll see you next week, people. And I'm out. (laughs) 